0: On the latest episode of the new title drop, we talk about our best reads of the year so far, and Angela and Melanie shared their picks for titles to check out this month. This is the new title drop for August 2023. Hello and welcome to OPL's mini episode series of the book drop where we share new titles coming out this month. This is the new title drop for August 2023. I'm Erin Dewar, the Readers and Writers Librarian for OPL.
1: I'm Angela, I am a Collection Development Librarian for Omaha Public Library. And I'm Melanie,
2: I'm also a Collection Development Librarian. For Omaha Public Library. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be weird if you were something
0: else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, hi, friends. Um, before we get into talking about books coming out in August, we're it's end of July for us. Uh, we're over halfway of the year. I've been seeing lists coming out of best books so far this year. So I want to know what your best book or books, if you can't single it down, that you've read or have come out this year and you've read. So what's your best book so far this year? So mine, the
2: one that I kind of can't stop thinking about and that I've recommended to multiple people is Hello Beautiful by Anne Napolitano. Uh, Oprah also recommended it. This was one of her book club books this year. And so because of that, it has a lot of holds, but it is so deserved and it will be worth the wait. Uh, This book is like Little Women set in Chicago and with basketball. And even though I'm only really into like two of those three things, I absolutely (laughs) loved it. Um, I wouldn't exactly call it like a Little Women retelling. I've read it referred to as an homage, and that seems very fitting. Uh, At its core, it's about four sisters and their parents, but then also the relationship between the family and a young man, William, who becomes a part of their lives. And it starts in like around the 1970s, I think late 70s, and then moves forward in time a number of years. It's moving and engaging and it covers
1: a lot of ground that I think would be great for book clubs also. Cool. That is, for some reason, I can't want to read that book, but that's making me <laughs> want to read it more. I don't know why, because everybody's in love with it and I just haven't felt the need um, when you ask this question, I started panicking because I've had a lot of five stars this mm-hmm. year. And I was like, which one am I going to pick? But it turns out that the other ones I'm going to talk about on Book Bash. <laughs> so so um, this one's not on Book Bash. but And it's also a YA title, which I don't read too many of. But it's Ain't Burned All the Bright by Jason Reynolds. Um, and it's also has Jason Griffin as an illustrator. It's a poetry graphic novel YA a uh, gorgeous incredible book kind of about like the time of 2020 with covid and the summer protests and like i've never seen someone who can make the feelings of a moment come out so beautifully into words of something that just happened you know and so he encapsulates all these feelings that we just had in these really strange political times and these really strange uh, times of like our health and the not knowing of it all and he puts it into these incredible words like I I was winded crying it and crying like when I was reading it because like I could just feel like the words stomping like all of the air out of my chest it was it's so gorgeous and the illustrations are perfect I just I love this book so much and it's in YA but I I think that like it doesn't make a difference it's just in it's poetry for everyone and I think anybody could read this and and find that beauty in a moment that we all just lived it's, it's truly extraordinary
0: amazing um, well, now I feel pressure. I wrote down three because I was like, how can I pick? But if you guys picked, I will pick. Um, I
1: I was going to say the three, but I'm going to talk about them at another time.
0: Um, so. I, I think the one I will talk about, I, I talked about it on the Book Drop Summer book preview, and that's Open Throat by Henry Hoke, which is about this mountain lion in the hills above L.A. Um, when I saw the description of it, I was like, stories from an animal's perspective I feel like could could fall flat or could not work and I I had this book and I had a bunch of other stuff to read and I picked it up and I was like I'm just gonna read a couple pages and then I stayed up and read the whole thing um because it's it's pretty small and it's only like a hundred and I think it's like 130 160 pages and I was just enthralled like the the amount of emotion that goes through this mountain lion I just was like, so amazed and taken aback by so um if you haven't read it it's a very quick read obviously um so yeah Open Throat by Henry Hoke I think is at the top of my list right now
2: well my to be read pile just went Ah. up by two books now thanks a lot (laughs) (laughs) they're both quick reads mine
0: you can read in one sitting too uh so who's who's giving me some books first
1: oh I I will start we're both giving you books (laughs) because that's what we're here to do uh, there there are some really, really good ones coming out. and I like a few of these I picked just because I just read another book. Actually three of these I picked because I read their previous book and I loved it so much. And so um, this this is a really great month for me. Um, so the first one is from the author of The Hacienda and it's a new creepy horror romance Western historical fiction novel. How's that for genres? Um, it's set in the 1840s, and it comes the story of a rancher's daughter, Nena, in the north of Mexico. Although dangers have come from the border, she is now discovering something new and sinister as men are drained of their blood at night near the ranch. Something that Nena has always has already encountered herself. Nestor believed that she was dead after this attack and has been running from his sorrow with alcohol and the distance ever since. As the war breaks out between the United States and Mexico in 1846, the two find each other again. Nena is furious as she believed that Nestor abandoned her, but other than the war, they also have another monstrous enemy to deal with. Katie Gutierrez, author of More Than You'll Ever Know, says that this is a wholly immersive, relentless relentlessly tense and deeply felt exploration of what it means to be a monster. Isabel Cañas writes with a historian's eye and a storyteller's heart, achieving both a haunting critique of colonialism and a riveting star-crossed love story with vampires, Woo-hoo. a generous, wildly entertaining novel that invites me further into my own history. I'm grateful for this book. This book is out on August 15th and is available as a physical, electronic and audio book here at the library.
0: Cool.
2: Did you say the name? Did I miss that?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, Vampires
2: of El Norte. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My first book is The Hike by Lucy Clark. It comes out August 29th. Back in June, I talked about Have You Ever Seen Her? By Have You Seen Her? By Catherine McKenzie, which is a thriller set in Yosemite National Park. And if you read that one or liked it or want something in that same kind of vibe, then The Hike will be one to check out. This is another outdoors adventure-type thriller, but this one is set in Norway. In this story, a group of four British friends in their 30s who are inexperienced hikers decide to go out on a four-day hike. And this being a thriller, things go bad. Not only with nature survival issues, but there's also an ominous story of a woman who went missing there a year ago that was rumored to be murdered that's looming over their whole trip. It is a fast-paced, alternating narrator story with twists and turns along the way that Sarah Pierce, author of The Sanatorium, calls a tout, compulsively readable and elegantly written
1: thriller. We are on a thriller kick. Yes. You can never go wrong with a thriller. Well, I'm also on a vampires in in novels about Mexico kick as well. Um, so I don't know this, these things happen. Um, my next one is by Kirsten White, uh, who wrote Hyde, which I really like. That was her first adult book. Um, this one's called, I think you're right. I think I didn't say the title last time. So this one's called Mr. Magic. Um, and so I was really happy to see this book coming out. Uh, and the word magic always spikes my interest, no matter what it is. Uh, so this is a horror thriller that has some elements of the Mr. Rogers show. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in. Uh, so 30 years after an accident ends the very popular children's program, Mr. Magic, the five cast members are still searching for their identity and the sense of happiness they felt while doing the show. This show has almost no history because there is no evidence of it anymore. The names of the directors and producers were lost to time and no footage remains. Somehow the friends end up together after not seeing each other for years on a remote desert filming compound. They start to wonder if this is what they have been waiting for or a trap. Soon they start to worry that something sinister is afoot. You know, because as the tagline says, magic never forgets the taste of your friendship. <laughs> Mallory O'Mira says, it's it meets the Stepford Wives in a wildly compelling story that explores whether it's possible to recapture the magic of childhood. And this comes out on August 8th. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, my next book is Family Lore by Elizabeth Acevedo, and this comes out August 1st. Acevedo has given us some amazing young adult novels in verse, like The Poet X and Clap When You Land, and now she has written her first adult novel. This is a magical realism story of a Dominican-American family, which which includes Flor, who has a gift of predicting when someone will die. It starts off with her gathering her family, including her siblings and their children, for her own living wake providing very few details to her family as to why she's creating this event immediately causes suspicions among them. The book is told from multiple perspectives, including from other lovable and flawed characters with magical abilities and weaves the past and present of this family. There are a lot of characters to keep track of and luckily the start of the book has like this table of principal persons that has names, (laughs) relations, characteristics, and birth and for some death dates, which I feel like So many books should have. It'd just be so helpful. Um, This book would be a great read alike for those who enjoyed The Inheritance of Orchidia Divina by Zoraida Cordova. Which I think you have a book by her coming up next.
1: (laughs) Yes, there's a new book by her, and it's also a romance, folks. I'm not all horror all the time. Um, So it's called Kiss the Girl. Um, and it is the third novel in the Meant to Be series, but it is a standalone. Ariel Del Mar has been a pop star since her childhood. Her and her sisters have a band called uh, Siren 7. She loves wearing costumes and performing, but she's realizing that it might be a time for a change. Her father wants her to launch her solo career and and is already planning her future, but she decides she wants to do something different. After a chance encounter with the lead singer of another band who doesn't know who she is, and he asks her to come on tour with him. If the title and her name and her band's name don't ring a bell, maybe the fact that this guy's name is Eric might. (laughs) So this is a Little Mermaid retelling with the familiar themes of identity and balancing dreams and family. Jasmine Guillory says, kiss the girl is a sheer delight. It's full of joy and love and self-discovery. And I smiled the whole time I read it. Zoraida Cordova wrote the rock star pop princess romance of my dreams. And it comes out on August 1st.
0: Well, I trust Jasmine Guillory. So uh, into it.
1: So now so now mm-hmm. you know. I I didn't realize it was like at first I was just like. This is weird that her name is Ariel and there's like a lot of C stuff. And then I read the title again and I was like, I didn't get it till you said it. (laughs) Right, right. It's. (laughs)
2: Uh, Well. Somehow, my next book is also a little bit sea themed in a way. Uh, it's called Shark Heart, A Love Story by Emily Havoc, and it comes out August 8th. This debut novel intrigued me with its premise of a newlywed couple that received the diagnosis that the husband has a rare condition in which he will turn into a great white shark within a year, which <laughs> is a pretty weird thing for a high school theater to, <laughs> teacher to have to deal with. Uh, he should still have his intellect and memories and so on. He'll just be a shark. So (laughs) now the couple is left with figuring out what this means for their relationship, specifically for the wife, who is already still trying to heal from some things in her past. And I will also add that it seems that in this book, there are more humans that mutate into animals. So the husband is not entirely alone in his transformation. The publisher calls this, an unforgettable, gorgeous novel about life's perennial questions, the fragility of memories, finding joy amidst grief, and creating a meaningful life. This one sounds like an interesting one for sure.
0: <laughs> I'm a I'm. Wow, that cover does not yeah. <laughs> indicate the weirdness of that book.
1: No, yeah. <laughs> and where where do the flowers come in? Is know. what I want to know because right? the cover is flowers making up a shark. I don't know. know? I put it on hold. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's it's just weird enough. You want to know. For sure. I also want animals to turn into humans as well. Yeah. I think that maybe that'll be the sequel. That'll be the sequel. Okay. Um, So next up is one of my favorites. Our Eric Thomas uh, has a new book called Congratulations. The Best is Over. Uh, He is back with another hilarious collection of essays as he moves back to his hometown, even though he had not wanted to return, even to be buried. He has to take who he has grown into and meld it in with his memories of who he was when he left while dealing with the awkward, strange times of COVID. He details a high school reunion and an emergency room visit that's described as uh, a scene from The Shining and he uses his wit and profound insight. He is able to deal with topics that may be complicated and difficult, and even traumatic and gives them both grace and humor. Tara Schuster says, Congratulations, the best is over is like having a late night chat with your best friend in book form. All at once vulnerable, cuttingly funny, and ultimately life affirming. Our Eric Thomas has written a book that will make you laugh, cry, and maybe even crack your heart open as he shares his hard won and hilarious wisdom. This book comes out on August 8th. Fantastic. Alright, my last one, I'm moving
2: into the world of kids' books, and this title is A Kid's Book About Imagination by LeVar Burton. It comes out August 1st, and to explain this book best is to really first explain the series. It's A Kid's Book About is the series, which we have a number of in our collection, like A Kid's Book About Money, A Kid's Book About Autism anxiety, depression, body image, failure, racism, divorce, death, even nervous system regulation, Uh, just so many topics. And a number of new ones are hitting the shelves here um, August 1st, or as soon as we can get them cataloged and into the system. Uh, So these are all geared mostly toward first to third graders or around the ages of five to nine. And they are certainly full of topics to start discussions with among the kids in your life. They are designed with no pictures and a focus on the text, which they lay out in these like really cool graphic ways. Think sort of similar to B.J. Novak's The Book with No Pictures, but covering nonfiction topics. The series was started by a father writing a book for his six kids that turned into a media company with various authors writing the books about each subject. So a kid's book about imagination is written by none other than the reading rainbow host himself, LeVar Burton. And it covers one of the most magical things about childhood imagination. It covers themes of change, power, possibility, and hope. And I'm really looking forward to
1: it. I love LeVar Burton. <laughs> I would definitely read anything that he is part of. Yes,
0: absolutely. Uh... Great picks, friends. I put three of them on hold, so good job. So all the titles mentioned can be found in a list in our episode description. Uh, stop by on the first Tuesday of every month to hear about new books coming out that month. And then don't forget to watch out for full-length episodes on Fridays on your favorite podcast app. And... Uh, That's our episode. Thanks for joining us on the new title drop for August, 2023.
1: Bye. Bye. bye.
0: The Book Drop is produced by Omaha Public Library. Our theme music is trapped in amber courtesy of the band Lucid Fugue. Don't forget to subscribe to The Book Drop on your favorite podcast app and like and follow Omaha Public Library on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time on The Book Drop.